This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. We record our podcast a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. (laughs) Not the microphones, not the headphones, not our ums and dead air for this 90 minutes or less. We are bacon sale. <laughs> that was, wow, that was like pause. three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> did you like it? I did the, f- the fist clench. The fist you clench did. that and no one could see. Pause. I like that you shaved your head for that. You're really committed. <laughs> Wait, hold on. It's incredible. Whenever I try to do yeah, when I try to do Vin Diesel, it turns into Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. That's Welcome a shame. to Bacon Sell. I am Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. And we'd like to thank you for listening to our battle of the ultimate, what would we call it? Ultimate robot, ultimate movie robot battle. Yes, that. I could call it battle of the box. That's confusing. Uh, with Ryan. We had a great time doing it. Well, pff, I didn't, but they did. <laughs> After they the had fact, a great time. it was fun. <laughs> Are you still uh, bitter, Joel? Are you still bitter? You're I'm not the sp- only one who's bitter. May I read a comment, please? Oh, yes. Go ahead. This I've is from social media this week, This by is the way. from yeah. Matt Smudrow, otherwise known as uh, Mots. 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 Yes. Uh, he's changed his name. Mots like me. the sauce. Yeah. And uh, he said, you know, I've just had my year anniversary of listening to Bacon Cell. Happy anniversary, Mats. Mats. And I finally started to like Kent. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, this it episode, took a while. Yeah. This episode, he just reset, and I hate him again. Baymax, Omnidroid, Ava. Kent. He just said those Kent, three Kent. things. You know what he meant. <laughs> you know what he meant. Yeah, Mots. But we Get did, over it. I was going to say, it was fun. We had some debates. Uh, Ryan was continuing his debates uh, with Blave, actually, yeah. on Twitter for a while it's there. Great to see. They were going back and forth to uh, robot heads going at each other. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for your feedback on that. We really do appreciate it. Also, we'd like to welcome a new patron this week, Scott Sprague, a name you may remember from the show. We had him as a guest this last year. It's a conspiracy. Conspiracy, indeed. It's indeed. a conspiracy. He is a tier two patron with $8, and he's a little sad he missed a certain deadline because he told me today yeah. he wishes he was able to torture Jake. Torture Jake. We have to bring that one back. He said, he said, what do I have to do for this? And so I told him very clearly, Scott, as soon as you buy some Crocs and send me a picture, I'll do it. Wait, what? We have is running, this a personal conversation? No, we have we have a running joke with Crocs that he he, he saw <laughs> that I was wearing some at the last event, and so mm-hmm. uh, at the one last you know the, the quick wits, yeah, he was like, "Hey, you wearing them?" And I just stuck my foot in the air. I'm like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> he really wants you to review the latest Post Malone album. Oh gosh, so <laughs> he would love that. Will you please do that for our patrons? Oh, let me think about it. Yeah, as soon as I get those Crocs pictures. Oh my word! <laughs> but thank you, Scott. Yes, Good to have you, you, Scott. And uh, speaking of patrons. Jacob has some exciting things to say. I do? About patrons? Yes. Well, patrons and patrons, followers. I love you, patrons. And also followers, you're pretty cool, too. Some of you will even get hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, inside joke. But uh, so, no, we would like to first remind you that we're going to be doing a massive, I seriously, the biggest bacon sale giveaway that we've ever done. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. So the first 12 days of December, we're going to be giving away a set of tickets to each of you, we're going to be giving it away to patrons as well as to you listeners, a set every day for the first 12 days. And then on the 13th of December, we want to all get together and go to Luminaria at Thanksgiving Point Which together. is what the tickets are for, we should clarify. Yes. That is what it's for. And so we will be having um, not only those tickets, but we're going to be able to show up with some vouchers for some free hot chocolate, Maybe. which is what I was referencing <laughs> there. And uh, not enough for everyone, which is, of course, <laughs> Inside what the joke, joke was. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to get like hundreds of these. Now, Jake, what would I do in order to win these tickets? 
Oh, Kent, glad you asked. Joel, can you answer? <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> so we're going to be giving these to patrons and to just people who follow us on social media. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be six pairs to patrons, six pairs to those who follow us on social media. And so if you're a patron and you follow us on social media, you get double the chances. Perfect. We will be listing specific posts as Luminaria posts. And they will say in the post, this is a Luminaria post. And if you like and comment on that post, you will be entered to win on social media. Guys, I know we haven't talked about this, but do you think we could do like a caption contest on one of these days or something like that? I think that'd be perfect. Yeah, fine. I think that'd be fun. But yeah, it would be, be smart to follow us on all Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to triple your chances right there. So if you do, if you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you're a patron, and you're a patron yeah. your odds are pretty good. They are yes. good. Uh, yep. Patrons will be picking at random uh, just for funsies. Although we may, maybe <laughs> just we get, for funsies, maybe we give like a pair per tier or something like that. But sounds great. Uh, it'll be fun to do, and so that's how we're going to be giving away. Look for those Luminaria posts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and like and comment on them in order to enter to win uh, one of these. We'll be announcing the winners on social media as well. So we're also quickly announcing a partnership which is in the works, but we want to make sure you guys know about this before shopping season because it's just about Black Friday. It is almost here. So yes, we have a new partnership with Traeger Grills. The best. The best. Kent, you are an owner of this. Yes, as well, I own a you? junior elite, which I love so much. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I don't want laughs. That thing's amazing. You bought that last Christmas, actually, didn't you? I did, you? yeah. Yeah, you were so proud of that thing. Yeah, yeah. and then it became yeah, my last, nickname. Last Christmas, I gave you that cow heart, and the very next day, you gave it away. <laughs> gave it away. Yeah. It was off. It was weird you did that. I know it wasn't, but... Uh, yeah, so we have a new partnership with Traeger Grills, so we're going to have special pricing for you listeners. Anyone, uh, we're going to have a... Uh, URL specific to bacon sale is going to be uh, TraegerGrills.com slash bacon sale to get the special deal. Yeah. So. More to come on that and exactly what the, that deal will entail and, you know, rewards and timing and all those different things. But we want to tease it now just so you know it's coming. The real thing we want to focus on to let you know about right now is the big Thanksgiving point Luminaria giveaway. So much fun. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're talking about today. Although we did talk about it, but we're not talking about it anymore. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Jacob? <laughs> today, we're going to be talking about action movies. <laughs> the 2010s. So seeing as how it's the end of a decade, you know, we're, le- we're saying goodbye. That to was tw- amazing. Oh, you Thank guys you. did some really good sound effects. We uh, practiced. <laughs> did you? <laughs> no. Well, as kids. <laughs> but yeah. it's the end of a decade. You know, 2019 is about to end. We're going into 2020. And so we want to take a look back. As you know, we've done horror movies, comedies, and today we're looking back at the last decade for our decade dance. Yes. For ac- action movies. I need Jake to say that. Say what? Action movies? No, no, the song. <laughs> you know. Is this the last one? No, no. no. Is this not our last? We got one more. Decade dance. We got one more. Decade dance. Is the final decade dance going to be like decade this brilliant dance. opera? Like, what are you going to do for it? Decade dance. Jacob's going to do a song. <laughs> a full decade dance song. I expect it now. Oh, that's not going to happen. Get ready. Okay. Yeah. So Kent and I have come up with a list of 10 movies from the last decade. Action movies. Yes. I'm so excited for this theme. Yeah. It, this is a fun one. Yeah. Like comedies. Well, we were kind of like, it's a coming-of-age movie, or it's animated. It made me laugh, but it may not make everyone laugh. Action movies just really get your heart racing, whether they're tense or inspiring, exciting. But 
Once again, the lines are a little fuzzy. Okay, go on. Because there's, uh, I mean, when you talk about certain movies, they could fit in the horror genre. Sure. In the comedy genre and the action genre. But we specifically ripped them apart, though. We tried, but the lines are still fuzzy. Like, it you is get, hard. You get some movies where it's like, is that a drama or is that an action movie? Well, and sometimes what depends. makes these movies good is that they do cross genres. Exactly. exactly. So <laughs> what we're saying is these aren't hard and fast, straight action movies all the time. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some fuzzy lines here, but it's okay because we approved them. So you're saying our personal choices are gospel now? Yes. And they're exciting to us, but may not be to everyone. True. Although but I will also I say that... I feel like the recommendations for everyone, yes, these if are, you're willing to take them. Basically, we want to find an excuse to recommend movies to you guys. Yeah. That is what this is. Bake and sell. To you, the listener. Should we get started? Let's, Let's get it. started. Who's going first? I'm going to go first. Okay. Okay, you ready? My number 10 is a very Kent choice. I assume most of these are going to be very Kent choices. Now, hold on. Are they more like a Jacob choice? A very... Kent choice. A very Kent choice? Yes. It's not even action. Came out in 2013. It's Man of Steel. Oh, okay. Oh. Do you see what I'm saying there? That's a very Kent choice. It's a very that Kent is, choice. That movie is could could be said. That's what spawned Bacon Sale. Yeah. You're, because we used to have arguments about mm. Man of Steel, and then every time I'd bring it up as a running gag. Yeah, are you sure walks. Gandalf versus the Silver Surfer didn't spawn <laughs> Bacon Sale? Given that as well. I'm pretty sure it was that argument. Yeah. <laughs> But Man of Steel, this is one since 2013 when I saw it that I have... Want to give a synopsis for Man of Steel? Clark Kent is an alien who as a child was evacuated from his dying world and and came to Earth living as a normal human. But when survivors of his alien home invade Earth, he must reveal himself to the world. It didn't say Superman once there. Clark Kent is Superman. (gasps) Oh no, I'm so sorry. Everyone... (laughs) Spoiler alert for Man of Steel! 84 years of history, I'm really sorry. (laughs) This reaches the line of drama a lot because it's a little bit longer. It's an action movie. But it's an action movie because the the set pieces, when it goes in action, it's huge. And for me, there are three shining, really long action scenes. Oh, go ahead. May I make a hasty generalization here? Go ahead. I think the majority, I'd say 99% of superhero movies are action movies. It's interesting, though, because when I was doing research for this week and I looked up like, oh, top action movies of the last decade, mm-hmm. no one included any superhero movies because really, maybe like us, they were trying to be very specific yeah. and divide I mean, the categories. Kind of it's, it's, it, but that thing is, it's a subgenre of action is superhero. Yeah. But like you get occasionally, well, well, I'm not going to bring it up. Thanks, Marvel. There's some that like have branched out into the drama area yeah, that are more true. drama, but... Yeah, anyway, go on. And and I may mention some of those, but this one... I think there, it's a safe bet is what I'm saying. It's yeah. a safe action bet. So there is obviously the final scene, which is about a half hour of power, where Metropolis is already destroyed by the world engine, and Superman and Zod are just punching through the city. And there yep. is that, which is glorified action, collateral damage beyond belief. But it's not my favorite action scene. In fact... The, the scene that takes place in Smallville where you have uh, Feora and Namek, who's like that giant Kryptonian, they are fighting Superman and, you know, there's like a Sears and an IHOP and all this product placement. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the scene is so fun to watch because it's just, it shows everything. It shows every punch. It's not quick cuts. It shows Superman being grabbed by his cape and thrown around. I it feel shows like fun's an no interesting case. choice for you to use here, though. Oh, I think it's totally fun. Because it's not, it's not dour or anything. These mm-hmm. are super beings mm-hmm. punching each other into trains. Mm-hmm. These are things being dragged across the street and gravel being torn up. These are helicopters and jets being torn out of the sky. And yes, in an action movie, that is fun, right? This right. isn't a war movie. Right. This is bang, bang, explosion. 
Right. And so they watching this. They should have called this, it that. Bang, yeah. bang, explosion. <laughs> yeah, I wish they had. Man of bang, bang, oh, explosion. Man on the Bible, I wish they had. But it's just so cool. Like, <laughs> really? Is that a thing that you say now? It's a weird thing to say. I'm doing action movie But podcast. I love in this because you have the two Kryptonians versus Kal-El. And it's, they're taking them on both at a time. Because in a lot of these movies where it's like one person takes on one and mm-hmm. then there's other bad guys waiting to fight. These are two super beings against one who's not really experienced. And it's so Cool. I think this is the scene of the movie. And then, of course, you have the world engine scene where Superman is taking on the is world engine. Is he going to give the whole movie? Because I, I, I have I have like 10 of these I got to go through. Oh, I, I'm going to say this about every single one. You know how I do but this. But you're on number 10. Oh, you're yeah, number 10. You're pulling the ripcord on okay. number 10. I love this movie. <laughs> I truly do love this movie. Not that much. It's number 10. This is... This is top 10. <laughs> this is my only superhero choice on my entire list. <gasps> oh, yep. Kent. Swear on your mother. <laughs> Didn't Batman? <laughs> Why all the swearing? Wait, what is happening Didn't here? Didn't Batman v Superman come out? Yes, and this is the only superhero choice. I did this purposely, as you know how ten spots always kind of hard to do. Do you? But you're saying Batman v Superman is not on your top ten list? Nope. Wow. Yep. He likes I Man of Steel better. Sure, apparently. it was going to be on there. I do. I had no That's idea. That's a good choice. Yeah. Huh. Wait, you really do? I do. Oh, promise. Wow. I swear on something you'd like me to swear on, Jake. No, no swearing. <laughs> no, no, no. So, yeah. Cruise. I'm sorry swear for, on Cruise. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry for taking a long time. I could bear my testimony on this thing. I love Man of Steel. You, Number 10. You already did. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, Ken, I don't know if you noticed how much restraint I was using during that conversation. A lot, because you want me to show restraint for some of your choices. Also that. But also because the fact that I... I this is one of those hot button topics where you say Man of Steel, I'm automatically like, ha ha, here come the jokes. And we've had this discussion so many times. So and I'm many like, times. I don't want to have the whole discussion again. Yeah, that's why I had to jump in and start swearing on things. The only thing <laughs> the only thing I would bring up is the fact that the first time I watched this was not impressed. Mm-hmm. And then Kent belabored the point that this <laughs> like was now. the best movie ever. Yes. And I gave it a second chance. It was not as bad the second time. I shouldn't say not as bad. It was better the yeah, second it's time. A, it's a good movie. Oh, it's fine. On the show, it's you actually movie. say you like it. But on the show, we like to push each other's buttons. Yeah, no, I think I like it. Yeah, I just don't love it. Same thing with Galavan. Joel secretly likes it. No. No, <laughs> no I said moderately kind amusing of. at best. That's what I say about Two Galavant. and a half stars for Galavant? Probably. Or three? No, I'd give it... You know, the first season, maybe three. Okay, that's After kind. That, yeah, no. Yeah? We're not talking about Galavant, though. <laughs> he does like it. He loves it. So remember how kind I was. To your Wait, pick. does that mean I have to be kind to you? Remember how kind I was. I already decided after last week I'm going to be nicer to you. No, you're not. I know. Oh, can I guess? Uh, number 10? Guardians of the Galaxy. No. <laughs> can I guess? Sure. Spider-Man Homecoming. No. My number 10 is The Hunger Games, 2012. Kent? <laughs> Many years ago. Actually, this is what started Bacon Cell. I got so mad at Joel did. <laughs> for including this on his top 10 list of the year. It was my number one. Was it that number year? one yes. for 2012? Joel, for 2012. I, did, I don't know how I missed this. I am genuinely shocked right now. Well, it's a shocking okay, choice, so, but let him go on. So yeah. uh, here's the synopsis in case you don't know Katniss Everdeen voluntarily takes her younger sister's place in the Hunger Games, a televised comp- competition in case with you two don't teenagers know. from each of the 12 districts of Pan Am are chosen at random to fight to the death. I say that because, Jacob, this franchise has kind of been forgotten. Yeah, like that's because like, how is that? It made so much money. I don't know. But here, okay, I'll tell you why. Because I actually, I read the books before the series came out. Same. Which is one of the reasons I was excited to go see it. And then I was bugged because people kept comparing it to Twilight. And I was like, stop that. It's not Twilight. It's a different series. And then I went and watched the movie, which stars Jennifer Lawrence and Josh Hutcherson and Woody Harrelson, Elizabeth Banks, uh, famous director. So, <laughs> famous. so you really, I mean, like, you don't feel like this was like an overhyped, underperforming kind no, of thing? You, I, you I was, was very impressed with the adaptation because it was very delivers to the on the high concept. Yes. Huh. But much like the book series, 
the, the original movie, Hunger, uh, the original book, Hunger Games, and the original movie, both very strong. Catching Fire, both very good. I didn't like the book of Catching Fire. I liked the book of Catching Fire just and I fine. I thought the movie was way better. Movie was, and I was going to say, Catching Fire is almost equal to the me as number okay, 10 here. Sure. But uh, then the, the, the end of the series kind of fizzles out. And the same with the movies. They, they split it into two movies so and it just fizzles. Can I ask like notable action scenes in Hunger Games that you can recall? I like the one with the shaky cam. <laughs> um. <laughs> so are you just saying for the intensity it delivers the, the way the way they oh, was it the first one you said yeah the first one okay because the way they delivered the movie was almost exactly how it was in my head and i loved seeing that on the screen and it was a very intense for me even right. though i knew where it was going i do think shaky cam was overused like i remember they're we're walking around it was a uh, headache they're yeah. walking around district 12 and it's like the shaky cam i is believe their the reason bread. for that was to keep it pg-13 because it is a pretty grim book no i'm saying the violence yes there was plenty of shaky cam i'm yeah. saying they were doing it as they were walking around district 12 oh okay like showing people in the city and they're like walking around like someone is tripping over themselves as they're filming so that's <laughs> so that, that the people from me. cloverfield were hired yeah, yeah yes. exactly yeah but i felt i don't know i i, I still look back on that 12,000 2012 list i have on the former 76.blogspot.com nice yeah uh but i i put that as my number one and i still kind of regret that but i'm perfectly fine with putting this at number 10 on my list because i felt like it was a very well done drama with high stakes because these kids are going to die. And a good representation because I don't think we're going to have a lot of YA on any of these decade end lists. Probably not. So, yeah, good this, choice. This is one of the few this one of the few Harry Potter adaptations. one next, I think. Actually, <laughs> this is one of the possible. few adaptations that I feel like delivered, at least of the first two movies. Same with and Major, Jennifer Lawrence Major once again. Part 1. I thought that was pretty good as yeah, well. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, but Jennifer Lawrence once again this is kind of what made her the mega star was mm-hmm. putting her in these movies. But good cast, good action, um, intense moments. And I don't know. I really like the Hunger Games. It took me years, but I forgave you. Thank you <laughs> for putting that at number one in your list. By the way, budget. So now it's just starting for me. So it's going to be a few years. Yeah. <laughs> budget of seventy-eight million, and it made six hundred and ninety-four million. Wow. So it did quite well at the box office. All right. What's your number nine? My number nine is also going to be pretty disappointing, specifically to you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How many of these uh, are going to be disappointing? Is this the to preface? Going to, no, I, is this the like, preface every time? Well, because I know how you two both judge me. Yeah, it's true. So uh, we don't mean to. My number nine. I, I is, totally mean to. Yeah. <laughs> no. I judge you too, though, Kent. My number nine is the Avengers. Marvel's the Avengers. Okay. I have to say Marvel's the Avengers. So you don't think I'm thinking of the 1998 <laughs> adaptation of a TV series, The Avengers, or another country's Avengers Assemble? Wait, yes. This is 2012. 2012. Same year as Hunger Games. It was a good year, <laughs> right? But Hunger Games got number one that year on my blog post. So back retroactively, then, yes. this is jumped. well. It's because okay, so this is a great choice, Joel. If you don't know the plot synopsis of Marvel's The Avengers. Earth's mightiest heroes must come together and learn to fight as a team if they're going to stop the mischievous Loki and his alien army from enslaving humanity. The reason so I think... So mischievous. Hulk re- smash bang bang. Yes, Hulk smash bang bang. Uh, oh, bang bang explosion, is that what it was? Yes. Oh, I love it. Well, this was this was an experimental film, if you don't remember, because they had four, no, five movies, four characters introduced before this. They had Thor, Hulk, Captain uh, America, Captain America, and Iron Man, obviously. Yes. And two and, Iron, two Iron and Man a movies. Hawkeye in Thor. Yeah, they had the cameos. They had, they had Black Widow. Widow and Iron Man 2. Yeah. Uh, so Black they Widow, had yeah. that. But then they wanted to take those separate movies and see if they could put it into one cohesive movie. And I think they did a good job with it. Yeah. Now, this yes, this is mostly a fan, a bunch of fan service matchups. Like you get Thor versus Hulk or uh, Thor versus Iron Man versus Captain America or Mjolnir versus Vibranium. <laughs> like this is all like things that people wanted to see. This was a high five movie. It was when I saw this movie because it was the first of its kind. Yeah. Everyone is <laughs> high five, high five. This is awesome. Well, in Kent, I know that you hate the uh, puny God moment when uh, Hulk 
takes Loki by the leg well, and just smashes him around for a bit. Overhyped. And Jason played exactly out. right. But yeah. that, that first time you saw it. The two best moments of that movie are that and uh, Hulk punching Thor. Yeah, just boom, just yeah. on the side yeah. like that. But they have been played out so much now that it's kind of become like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's overdone. It, yeah. But in the moment, I remember being like, man, this is so much fun. And it is. It's a very simple, very mm-hmm. simple movie. You can watch this one without having seen any of the other superhero movies and still get what's going on. That's I'd say true. that the biggest fault to this movie, it takes about 45 minutes to get to the point. It kind of does. And then it's a straight up action movie. Yeah. 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 But uh, this uh, budget of $220 million. This wasn't no cheap movie, but it made $1.5 billion. Woo. So wow. it did quite well at the box office if you hadn't heard of this one. It's no Age of Ultron. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so yes, uh, Avengers is my number nine best of the decade, past decade. Do you mean it? I do. Swear on quick wits. <laughs> Stop <laughs> trying to make me swear, Jacob. Uh, my number nine is from 2015, and it is not fun. It's Sicario. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Is that action? Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's action Because I had that one, but I moved it to my drama list. This one was in my drama list, but I moved it to action because of the way I felt in this movie. So the synopsis is... I think I'm with Joel on this. That's more drama. An idealistic FBI agent is enlisted by a government task force to aid in the escalating war against drugs at the border area between the U.S. and Mexico. I'm not angry at you for choosing this, Kent. I'm angry that you may have scooped one of my drama choices. Okay. (laughs) And I, I took a couple excerpts from my original review, and this is why I feel it's action because of... I never felt like... Huh, this is kind of a nice movie here. This is a somber movie. A nice movie? From the first How many dramas scene, do you know that are nice movies? Oh, well, wait till next show. From the first scene where a SWAT team breaks into a house in Chandler, Arizona, only to find a grisly aftermath, you'll be hooked in the it's most unsettling creepy. way possible. It's very creepy. And I said, your heart may be stuck in your throat for most of the movie. And that is what action, when it succeeds... In this specific way, this is why I consider it action. Whether it's, remember how there's a traffic jam at the border? Oh my gosh, the border scene. Yeah, the border scene. The border scene is so intense. Also, there's the uh, night vision goggles in the tunnels at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and like I said, the opening scene. This is a really solid, gritty movie. I like that you and I both picked Josh Brolin movies. So (laughs) that's that's (laughs) true. Also, so starring Emily Blunt, uh, Benicio del Toro, and like you said, Josh Brolin. I said basically, unless you live in Arizona, you should see this movie (laughs) in my original review. That's good. It really, man, it gets my heart racing. I think, man, Denis Villeneuve makes all different kinds of movies. And this one, I feel, is his action movie of any of his. Okay. So it's my number nine. Ken, I forgive you for choosing something uh, that, was that you not, really love. That was not uh, action. <laughs> and that's where action. it crosses, yes. Yeah. I hope so, you remember that for future choices. Okay. You're basically like, it's action in I my like heart. how we're like asking for forgiveness. Like, <laughs> please like Man of Steel so that you can <laughs> like this. I didn't say I like it. I just didn't bash on it. So my number eight is uh, from last year. It's Upgrade. Oh. Upgrade. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A like grieving this. paralyzed widower gets an experimental computer chip implanted in his spine, and he learns that this chip can help him walk, do martial arts, and get revenge against the low lives who killed his wife. Did I say wives? <laughs> <laughs> Based so, in Southern Utah. Here's why I like this movie, and here's why I believe it's an it's it's a sci-fi action movie. We're not doing a sci-fi list. Otherwise, I would classify yeah, this that's, as that's sci-fi. This yeah. one is definitely, there's serious action in this. Well, thing. and I included this one on my horror honorable mentions. Yes. Yeah. Because to me, the movie shifted when I realized it was 
horror had horror elements. There's definitely some horror things going on. Yeah. Yeah. But I love it. So Logan Marshall Green, he just like he's not Tom Hardy, not Tom Hardy, better than Tom Hardy in a Venom type movie. He is apparently like a physical comedian. Like so his body is destroying like these bad guys and his face is just showing a blank incomprehension look like he's confused about how his body's doing what it's doing. Yeah. Like Stem will say like he'll be like Stem, he's got a knife and he's actually afraid as a person. And Stem says, I can see that we have a knife, too. And then Stem just takes it out using Logan Marshall Green's body. And the action in this, this has to be an action movie because there are villains with guns, with shotguns in their arms. That's true. Coming right it's out of like their heads. More like a sci-fi. But yeah. But well, yeah, it's sci-fi, sci-fi action. action. I, would, yeah. I would classify sci-fi generally more as action, sometimes into the heavy drama aspect, if it's really mm. sleepy sci-fi. Or horror. Or, or horror. Or comedy. <laughs> All genres. Or a movie. But this one is so cool. Like, even the way it's shot. Swear so on your orange hair. It's, I swear on my orange <laughs> hair. <laughs> I love it. So it's directed by Lee Whannell, uh-huh. who, did, that made my night. who did Saw. Uh, worked with James Wan quite a bit. <laughs> and you can tell he's learned from the camera tricks of James Wan because the camera follows the action so fluidly. Yeah, there's the so way, cool the, camera. The work. way they do it is they, they attach the camera to, like, Tom Hardy's body. No, so, not Tom Hardy. No, oh, Logan yeah, Marshall sorry, Green. Logan Green. <laughs> sorry, Logan Marshall Green's body. So when he's moving, it's like this surreal kind of first person, but looking third person thing. It's, it's, and I don't mean to bag on the Born Identity series because that movie of last crap, there goes decade, all my picks. <laughs> that was last decade. Mm. Those movies did a lot to push action forward, but then movies decided audiences kind of hate when edits are so quick. And so like this movie shows every punch, it shows every impact, every landing. It's so much fun to watch. And like if he's doing flips, the camera will flip as well. Like you said, the camera yeah. is part of the action telling the story. Oh, this movie is so cool. And that's what this is. It's not my favorite movie on the list. It's probably belongs somewhere in the honorable mentions, but it's so much fun to watch. It was a big surprise for me. This is one that Clearplay asked me to review and I was like, yeah, was sure, whatever. Say, it's because it came out of nowhere. And then you're yeah. like, hey, this is actually pretty entertaining. Exactly. As opposed and we brought to, it up before on the show too. Like if that one had a huge hype, we'd be like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, my number eight. Remember how forgiving I was, Kent? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Hunger it, Games 2? No, because this one uh, doesn't... Okay. It's Attack the Block, 2011. Why would... Wh- what, what, do you, you yeah, what do you mean? Because... Hold on. But I would classify it as horror. Because I was going to put this one in my horror countdown, or it could have been even in the comedy countdown, but I forgot about it, so I'm putting it in this list so I can talk about it, dang it. I like that you feel bad for a movie for neglecting it. Because this so movie... So you're like, need to put it somewhere. Like, you might have put this in drama this if is one you of those, forgot about it. This is it. one of those yeah. sleeper hits that no one really heard about, and I'm like, you got to see From 2011. It. 2011. Directed by so, Joe Wright. Uh, Joe Cornish. That's what I meant. Uh, synopsis, a ting gang in South London defend their block from an alien invasion. With lots of cursing. Uh, oh, man. So here's the thing. I watched this one on clear play, and I could barely understand what anyone was saying, first of all, because they had South, these thick South London accents. And then clear play was muting like every other word at some <laughs> point. And I'm like, I can't tell what's going on. But then my brain started to adjust to the, to the accent. I was able to understand what's going on. But this movie, it's about a group of kids who get in over their heads with this alien invasion, but it's not like a horror alien invasion. It's like they're having fun at first because I think, oh, it's fun to kind of Though it's beat quite these aliens. menacing. Yes, but then when the creatures appear, the creature effects are fantastic. For such a cheap made movie. Yeah. yeah. Like they're these kind of, they're these dark furry creatures, but like they absorb light. Like there's no light coming off of them. They're like these dark creatures and they have glowing blue teeth, like this kind of, green blue I, I can't explain it other than they look really cool yeah and otherworldly so and this movie stars john boyega in his first role mm-hmm. ever and he's now you know gone on to star wars fame Wait, and then fame? 
Star Wars movies. <laughs> Infamy. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, Jodie Whittaker mm-hmm. uh, was also, this is one of, I think it's her first role too, or one of her first roles. And then she went on to become the doctor in Doctor Who. And so like people have said, this is kind of the, the starting point for a lot of sci-fi careers, which I don't know what anyone else is doing. Nick Frost is in it as well. Yeah. So this is, it's a lot of fun. Like the, the kids are punks. Like these are punk kids, vandals, kind of bad people. And you really don't like them at first. But then as the movie progresses and you kind of see who they are and how they react to certain things, you grow to really like them. And I became like a fan of these kids as they're going around and just trying to survive because these creatures are everywhere. So this is like I said, this is kind of it's not particularly scary. Like there's some creepy parts, but I wouldn't not. I'm going to give you the action nod because the scenes I remember are like the quick moving chases, like through the hallways and stuff. Parkour stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then like the fireworks scene and things like that. Like they're, they're fighting, they're fighting. And so I kind of included this in the action list, even though it could be killed in horror. And it is funny too, because there's some, the way they react to what's going on is hilarious. And so it could have been in a comedy, but I wanted to put it here. So attack the block 2011, uh, it is available on Clearplay DVD. I don't know where it is streaming, but uh, that's one I think you should watch. Subtitles? <laughs> Maybe, because they're, like I said, you can handle it. thick, thick accents. Like, I remember the line from the trailer is just like, it's an alien brother, believe it. And I was like, whoa, this is a unique That's actually way. on the poster. Is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. My number seven is much more action and probably much more Kent approved. Ooh. Uh, 2000. By the way, I've liked all your choices. Have you? Why did your voice crack when you said that thing? <laughs> I wasn't behind it. I did not swear on anything. Uh, my number seven is one that Ken's going to prove it. 2014, it's John Wick. All right. So John Wick. Heard uh, of that one. Yeah. Number seven? Number seven. Man, I'm interested in what the next six are. An ex-hitman comes out of retirement to track down the gangsters that killed his dog and took everything from him, otherwise known as a country song. Indeed. Uh, starring Keanu Reeves. That's all you really need to know. Now, this is one of those movies that, once again, kind of came out of nowhere. Because I'm like, oh, you know, Keanu Reeves, he's fun. I liked him in The Matrix. I like him in Bill and Ted's. I'll watch him in this action but movie. But for years previous, you hadn't really seen him in anything. Well, he hadn't done no. anything. For and like he was an older decade. man, too. I yeah. was like, yeah, you know, kind of old. It's the old man uh, action co- action shows. We the get vigilante story. Yeah. That Taken did well and that every movie tried. So yeah. this movie is one that I'm not saying this is revolutionary. Like, it's it's a pretty straightforward this movie. I don't but, know why, though, but it, uh, but it every does now feel and then, that way. It's, every now and magic. then, it's just nice to have a show like John Wick where the revenge is unapologetic and brutal and the protagonist is single-minded in his purpose and extraordinarily good at what he does. This is a ballet. It's, it's a ballet of violence. Did you see the third one? <laughs> violence. Did you see the third one? Yeah. John Wick was trained in ballet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, so this is like just a simple and satisfying action flick. And John Wick it was in our action heroes bracket and did quite well. If you haven't listened to that episode. Go listen. Yeah, go but listen. But he's a newcomer. And so I wonder if people were like, uh, you know, oh, he, he's just like you said with your kids. Yeah. In our bacon. Bit, totally you said, on the hotness. The latest thing is the coolest thing. And yes. I'm like, I didn't want it to be that. Like bacon sale. But I really think that this is one of those action movies that it's, it's brutal. I'm not saying this isn't brutal. It's brutal. A lot of people die. The body count is very high in this movie. Oh, this it's is it's double, uncomfortable violence. Double tap. It's not uncomfortable. It is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. The violence in this one? I cringe. I cringe. He'll like, tap I'll someone in the chest and and just to make sure oh, they stay down. Oh. It's all in the head. Well, he is okay. a professional. Here's the other thing is that this movie, and I say this knowing how dumb it sounds, but the violence in this movie is, there's a lot of it, but it's minimal, meaning the sense that they don't dwell on it. It's just like pop, 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 pop. People are dying left and right. Precise. But there's no, there's no like, you know. No, there is there's sometimes. No, 
uh, chunks of brain matter, for example. Oh, no, yeah, oh, it's not and, gory. Except the one You're scene, leaving but. out <laughs> the, the beauty in some of these scenes. The nightclub scene is amazing to oh, watch. Wow. That's what I was actually going to bring yeah. up, is that these action sequences, as brutal as they are, are choreographed. Yes. This is not quick cut, Liam Neeson can't really fight, so we're going to make it look like he's a really good fighter. Him climbing over the fence in 37 takes. Yes. yes. This is, <laughs> Keanu Reeves has rehearsed this for weeks, probably, trying to get it right. And then they have this whole thing set up where yeah. he's going and the camera's moving. It's so well done. And uh, I'm I, I going to bring up John Wick well, 2 and John Wick 3. that's where the ballet part of it comes into. I it. don't think uh, 2 or 3 are as good as 1, but I do think it's the same concept of this ballet of action violence. Isn't it insane looking at the career of Keanu Reeves, which eventually I would like to do a Keanu show. We totally should. Where, yeah, there's Bill and Ted's and yeah, there's, really there's Point Break and other movies, but The Matrix was this late 90s, early 2000s thing where they only made one movie and that was kind of it for him for a long time. Yeah. And now John Wick, which has had three successful movies, which yeah. you can't say that about The Matrix, has now transcended. Yeah. <laughs> His image has just gone beyond. That's crazy. Well, yeah, he's, it really he's is had crazy. this rebirth where he's, he's like... He's in the new SpongeBob movie. In a, he appears in a tumbleweed. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's trying to be casted into everything right now. Right. I don't know? think he's trying. I think people, people are coming want to him. him. No, I don't mean like he's trying. I mean, everyone's Because he's just trying. zen. Yeah. People yeah. want Keanu because he's then. Well, yeah. in Matrix, came back. John Wick, my number seven action movie of the decade. All right, my number seven is, I mentioned this in my guilty pleasure choices, and I love this movie. Swear on John Wick. I swear on Gypsy Danger, it's Pacific Rim from 2013. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this one is probably the most crash, crash, explosion movie on crash, this crash, list. boom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Boom, boom. Crash, crash. As a war between humankind and monstrous sea creatures wages on, a former pilot and a trainee are paired up to drive a seemingly obsolete special weapon in a desperate effort to save the world from the apocalypse. Can't. Cancel the apocalypse. I should have known you'd bring this one up. I should have known that. You should have known. I can't, I can't hold back on this one. Don't. This is a dumb movie. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 you know that's the reason why it's called Guilty Pleasure, right? I know, but I just okay. want to bring this up to you. Let's just imagine that you're on a date with a beautiful woman, okay? I, what? What's but, that like? Hold on. Give him some time to think about hold this, on. Joel. You're on a date with a beautiful woman, but periodically she throws sure? up all over the table. That's what Pacific Rim is. Wait, what? what happens? Periodically, she just throws up all over the table, just like out of nowhere. Is it caramel that she's puking up? Because, <laughs> no. Everyone dips their <laughs> apples into I wanted, I wanted to like this movie. And the action sequences, I'm like, cool. And then the drama would come in, and I'd be like, oh, that's awful. Their acting is terrible. The story is terrible. What are they doing? Oh, they're fighting again. Okay, good. We're fighting again. This is good. Oh, no. They're trying to do drama again. This Stop is clearly not your table vomit, Joel, because this is my kind of table vomit. <laughs> Thank you for that. It was caramel <laughs> after all. Oh. Because granted, is the acting good? No. But the story in the world they created, this almost, this is a sequel, essentially, because they set up everything that happens in the world, which I would like to see that movie, made well. And then this movie is is kind of like the second of three movies. I'm shocked you put this in your top I 10. I'm shocked you put this above Man of Steel. Joel, this is a guilty pleasure for He me puts too. this above Man of Steel, Jacob. That's really funny now that you say that, yes. Well, obviously for this list and all of these lists, I mm -hmm. should let you know, it's not favorite, it's what fits better in each category mm. for me. So like what's more action-y to Okay. And so this one... Everyone looked at it from the trailers and said, another Transformer movie where metal clashes. But when you watch this one, 
it's so dynamic. The colors yeah. are just stark opposites. This and it's like monster cool visuals you versus sit down, robot. You put your feet up, you turn off your brain, you eat some popcorn, you watch this movie. If, the 12 and year old I, and you, I, yeah. like, I want to get oh, you know, nailed it right there. You know? And I just want to get the clear play version that just pulls out all the bad acting and just shows me the fights. That's what I want. Just yeah. See, but then I feel Why like. Why doesn't Vin Angel do that for you? Then I feel like, you know, you're purposely dumbing it down because it's just fighting. Because there does. Get any dumber? There does need to be the comedy in between. There needs to be the setup. There needs to be the danger because there are some cool quieter moments here where the girl is being chased by this kaiju in the streets and you're like how cool looking is that and it's directed by guillermo del toro he loves this sort of mythology he loves the cthulian myth cthulian wow. is that a thing that's a big word that kind of mythology and he uses even though there's a lot of cg here a lot of practical effects like when Really? Uh, Fisco smashing through a building. They're all like 3D printed models of like cubicles and everything like mm -hmm. that. And just seeing like some of the names of the kaiju, a bit silly, but they're so accurate to how they look. So there's like <laughs> Knife Head. Um, <laughs> but they're naming them these things. Yeah, they're naming it's, it's them. Like yeah. They, yeah, it's not like they give them something. And just the kaiju are so cool and original looking. And granted, the sequel just... Yeah, it didn't swear on anything. It's just it funny was, because it's like a movie where it's like, man, how many people spent how much time building all these giant monsters? And, and for me, like I said, this is my kind of table vomit where the sequel, <laughs> I view the sequel as you do this one where I'm like, oh, it's another fight scene and what a, what a lazy movie. But the, the action combined with how much I liked the characters in this first one. Mm -hmm. It was it rang true to me. I'm shocked. I know. I'm shocked that this made I, your top ten. I love Pacific Rim. Wow. Yes. I just can't get behind a movie that could have been completely solved by putting a rotating blade above a rift. <laughs> and anytime a Chaiju would come up, chop, chop, chop. Yeah, chop, that's chop, no chop. fun. You chop, need chop, you chop. need a movie to happen. They're like, we almost made a movie, but we put this blade <laughs> and cut up every monster. <laughs> All right, oh, my number six funny. from 2014. You decide what it's going to be called. Swear on the kaiju. It's Edge of Tomorrow. <gasps> See, that's a great choice. Live, die, repeat. Yes. A soldier fighting aliens gets to relive the same day over and over again. The day restarting every time he dies. Do you think the sequel is going to happen? So the sequel, which they've talked about for the past three yeah. years. Uh, well, I know they tried and then Emily Blunt just had a scheduling conflict. Yeah. So Doug Lyman, who directed this one, is also attached currently in IMDb yeah. to direct Live, Die, Repeat and Repeat. Ugh. No, they gotta stop with the. They messed up the title in the first place. Well, so what it was really because it's called Edge of Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and then they're gonna change it. It's based on the graphic novel, uh, the anime called All You Need Is Kill. Yeah, which I really like that title. I read the I, first I chapter of that funny. actually. Uh, so Doug Liman actually chose to do this movie because it's a weird one. Like Tom Cruise was trying a little bit of sci-fi with like Oblivion, mm -hmm. and then went for this one, and he was like, "I want to do this movie because it shows something that Tom Cruise has not done yet. He is someone very bad at what he does." He's, he's just kind of a slime ball, yeah. honestly. And he's, he's basically I mean, trying he to becomes, run away from war. becomes good at it. He becomes good. Mm -hmm. How long does it take him? How many deaths? But it was nice to watch Hundreds. Tom Cruise run away from problems. Yeah, like he was be scared. Like, yeah, yeah. Not only that, like the reason to love this, even if you hate Tom Cruise, because remember, there was a solid, maybe even still, eight years where people didn't like Tom Cruise, you get to see him die. <laughs> yes. A lot. And that was satisfying, mm -hmm. honestly. Wasn't it? <laughs> it was. And I, I love like, Tom Cruise, but like, even then, yeah. um, it's like watching him. It makes you laugh. Watching his face melt. You know, face watching melt. like <laughs> getting run over. Yeah, yeah. Getting impaled. Yeah, there hit was by so a many. truck. But it's all done kind of almost comedically. It is. Well, there's, there's a montage where yeah. it gets a little comedic. Yeah. And I feel like the the action, even though the aliens are kind of like the standard robotic alien sort of design, they are cool. They're menacing and they're dangerous. But they're not the best part. It's just all the mayhem happening. It's almost like a battle. It is the Battle of Normandy, mm -hmm. which they have in this movie. 
and there's everything happening and you you will see Tom Cruise dying. It's really with the editing too. You'll see him dying, but it, then you see him run again. Like right. it's, it's showing his next action the next next day. Mm-hmm. And then you also see him just be really proactive and taking out these aliens. And you're like, oh, he must have died before. Right. Granted, it's a Groundhog Day concept, but it it succeeds because of the writing, because yeah. of the way it's shot. I completely agree. Because many movies try this and don't succeed. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. I don't, I don't know what else you have on your list, but this is definitely one of my favorites. I yeah. love it. And the score is also perfect for the action. And thank heaven you did not put it below... Uh, Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, this list changes by the day. I was it supporting does this. you, but that would have been a bridge too far. And also, Emily Blunt needs to be mentioned. Fantastic. She's so cool in this movie. Yeah, she is. Such a good protagonist. So, my number six was Edge of Tomorrow, Lived I Repeat. Nice. My number six is going to be Kent Approved. I have no doubt in my mind, although he may be disappointed it didn't crack my top five. It's 2015, Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. So, Oscar winner. Heard of this Oscar one. Oscar winner, Mad Max Fury Road. In a post-apocalyptic wasteland, a woman rebels against a tyrannical ruler in search for her homeland with the aid of a group of female prisoners, a psychotic worshiper, and a drifter named Max. What? A Directed weird by summary. George Miller, who did Babe Pig in the City, Happy Feet, and The Witches of Eastwick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, love that. <laughs> I love that joke. Does <laughs> uh, a disservice a little bit. It, it, that's true. All that is true. Uh, directed, uh, starring Tom Hardy, not Logan Marshall Green, uh, Charlize Theron, and Nicholas Holt. Uh, mm-hmm. You can recognize them. Zoe Kravitz is in it as well. So I had not seen any of the previous Mad Maxes before seeing this one. Not even Road Warrior? Really? I don't think so. Because it was this movie that Not on TV or anything. No. It did, I grew up on such a Saturday morning movie. I knew about them. Yeah. But th- it was this movie that made me go back and say, I need to know more about this franchise. When my dad asked, when I asked my dad about life, he just let me watch Lethal Weapon and Mad Max. Like that was pretty much it. Yeah, Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, that explains yeah, yeah. a lot about Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> so Mel uh, Gibson fixation. Yeah. So this one is it's it's confusing, it's unsettling, it's bizarre, and it's absolutely entertaining. Like this, even though this is this was that a sequel, this was probably the most unique movie of 2015, and maybe the most unique movie on my list. So it's like nothing you've ever seen before. You watch this movie, and you're just caught up in this weird world. Mm-hmm. And granted, like I said, I hadn't seen the other ones. So I was floored by what I was seeing. And the stunt work is fantastic. Like they are doing practical offense on probably 90% yes. of the thing there. Like they have this, uh, we've talked about it before on the show, I believe, where we, they say, go watch this video on YouTube where it shows before the effects were added, what it looked like. Yeah. And it's almost exactly the same, like with explosions and cars flipping over. Because this is, this is a road chase movie in a post-apocalyptic setting. And I don't really quite understand, still don't understand how water is scarce, but fuel is plentiful, but that's beside <laughs> the point. It would have been yeah, so just good. Just accept it. Why don't you just put a blade above the rift? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so good if Mel Gibson would have reprised his role, I think, I agree. as Max instead of Tom Hardy. Considering Tom Hardy only had a few lines. In well, Furiosa movie. really is the, the, the focal point of this mm-hmm. movie. And, and Charlie so Stern. It, it totally could have worked. Yeah. yeah, it does a fantastic I think, job. I think I don't, Mel was in not great favor still, probably. Yeah, right? probably. Thing, still probably. But this is, this is one that I... I hesitate recommending to people because it is so bizarre because it, it's just weird. Like you watch this and you're like, what am I watching? But then I was, okay, I, I want to say that this is like an adrenaline fuel, adrenaline fueled ride through the mind of a crazy person, but I was happy to be a passenger on this ride. Yeah. I happy really feet. Happy feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one is rated R for, it, it's a really soft R, oddly enough. Like it I is. was looking at it and I was like, why is this rated R? Well, there's a pregnant woman in peril. Yes, exactly. Very much peril. And so, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. but this is available on, on Clearly DVD and Blu-ray if you want to watch it, uh, if you want it edited. But 
it's kind of a soft R. So it's not too intense. It's it's intense, but not like gory intense and not like sweary intense. Mm-hmm. I think there's every time you say intense, it. I don't think of intense. I think of people intense, in, intense <laughs> in the desert scenes. There, yeah. literally. So Mad yeah, Max yeah, exactly. Road, yeah. That is my number six. Okay, fantastic. We're into the top five. Woo-hoo! Top five. All right, gentlemen, let's start our top five with my number five. Oh, no, it's not Ken approved. Oh, it's not. G.I. Joe Retaliation starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. (laughs) Oh, no. No. What happened there? Uh, Why did they kill off the cast from the first movie? I don't know, but that's not my pick, so let's not talk about it. Totally forgot I wish it were. That was my fake out pick. That's for you, Sam. He said he missed those. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, 2017. There it is. So this is one where, if you don't know the story of Spider-Man Homecoming... It's, it's actually kind of interesting because I don't do the traditional origin story. This movie picks up kind of after things have happened. And Peter Parker's being Spider-Man. He gets approached by Tony Stark and becomes... And actually, this is after the events of Civil War as well. So this is kind of Spider-Man advancing. Now, is this the spider, traditional Spider-Man? No, this is Iron Spider. This is a little more you know Iron Man, yeah, tech Tony based. Stark. Yeah, yes. tech-based. But this... I, I was rolling my eyes when they said they were making another Spider-Man movie because I'm like, we've seen it. So many times. Yep. And my buddy Andrew Garfield was really disappointed that they weren't going to use Wait, him again. Buddy, like, do you have his phone number? Yeah, Can we well, hang out? Should I text yeah, him? Call yeah, him. that'd be great. Give uh, us his number. <laughs> but this movie was exactly what I wanted a Spider-Man movie to be. Like, it's... Youthful? It, yeah. It, it's Tom Holland, I think, I, I really think That's he really did a good job. That's really the thing job. it nails, honestly, Kent. It's yeah. just, he's a but kid he's young. who's caught up. He's well, a kid. youthful. No, he's, there, there's he's a youthful energy to it, yeah. It's fun, it's funny, it's it's tied to the cinematic universe, but it can stand on its own. That's one That's one actually downfall of this movie, is that it is tied to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in that you have to know some of this other stuff happened first. Right. But even then they kind of gloss over, hey, here's what happened, we're jumping into the story. But they didn't need to show Uncle Ben getting killed. They didn't need to kind of, you know, show how he got his powers. They're just like, he's Spider-Man. He has these abilities. Deal with it. Moving on. And I kind of like that about it. Also, I liked Michael Keaton as much as Jacob bashed on him as being the construction worker. So ominous. <laughs> but the scene... <laughs> construction the, foreman no, takes on Spider-Man. The, the villain would not have worked without Keaton in the role. No. But yeah. No, he, he brought... I mean, Keaton brought up the gravitas mm-hmm. of the character. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. it's literally like, I'm a junkyard dealer, former <laughs> construction worker, now unemployed, taking on I Spider-Man. I tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, there is a scene, we've talked about it before, on Bacon Cell, in the car with Michael Keaton and Tom Holland when... Spider-Man knows who the Vulture is, but Vulture doesn't know who, the Sp- who Spider-Man is. And then he realizes it. And they have this conversation where they both realize that they know who each other are. And it's one of those tense, even I'd say dramatic moments. It is. It's, it's a great it's scene. Like, this yeah. is a well done scene. Mm-hmm. And in a, in a superhero movie, in an action movie, you don't really expect that much tension just from that one scene. Because it was just, it was, it was well done. It was a ballet. It was a, it was a crux to the movie or crutch, crux, crux, crux to the, to the movie because otherwise yeah, the it, MCU is the crutch. It, oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there you and, go. um, otherwise the movie I think would have gone too flat. Like for me, like, yeah. like that's where the, it brought the point up is like, okay, well, that's the, the beginning here. of the third act and it was the perfect way to introduce it. It really was. Yes. It really was. Yeah. So yes, uh, this is not the only superhero movie on my list, but it is Spider-Man homecoming. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Kent. My number five is Baby Driver from 2017. I kind of guessed this was going to make your list. Did you think it was going to be higher or just is this place where it needs it's to be? It's probably about where I, I never hear you be. talk about this. I never. Didn't. No, no, really. You haven't like as far as Edgar Wright goes, this one doesn't come up a lot. Oh, wow. This is the evolution of Edgar Wright for me. This is not as funny. And that's why I didn't put this in my comedy list. This is not as funny as The World's End mm. or Scott Pilgrim. It's not as tongue-in-cheek. Which you talk about all the time. Which I talk about those two on the comedy mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. And definitely it is not... But you did find a way to put Edgar Wright into uh, two lists. I, three lists? Just two. 
You didn't put him on the comedies? No, he was in comedy, but he was not in horror. horror. Shaun of the Dead. Nope, that was 2004. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So Baby Driver came out two years ago. Uh, the synopsis is, after being coerced into working for a crime boss, a young getaway driver finds himself taking part in a heist doomed to fail. This is grown-up Edgar Wright. He has kind of left the whole sophomore humor of Scott Pilgrim behind, mm-hmm. and even kind of the British comedy aspect of Nick Frost and, and Simon Pegg. And this one is his first one that takes place in America. It stars Ansel Egor, Lily James, and John Hamm, and some guy who was replaced by... <laughs> wait, who was the old guy that took over? Uh, Christopher Plummer took over. Christopher Plummer. Wait, isn't Jamie Foxx in this? Did you Jamie Foxx as well. Huh? John Bernthal. It has a lot of cast huh? players for smaller parts. Yeah. Um, but this one is I haven't so seen much fun. What? Excuse me? Do you know why? You don't talk about it enough. Are you serious? I'm totally serious. Like, I'm like, uh, you guys were kind of like, Dude, okay, I will, on this I will one. grab my copy and I will let you borrow it. You were seriously like, yeah, so it seemed like you were just like, eh, it's it oh. pretty good. I'm a little disappointed at Great. It's, it's actually my the, second that was favorite the vibe movie of that year. Wow, really? Yeah. Can I give you an endorsement for it as well? Okay. Because I'll tell you what. I don't know. You didn't like Central Intelligence. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing about this movie is that it's not as funny as the other movies. Right. But there are some amazingly choreographed scenes where they're timing music with gunfire or with the action that's happening. It's fun to watch because you're watching it going, they put a lot of work into this. So hmm. this whole movie is Edgar Wright's music video. He'll take well-known songs, mostly soulful songs, and then either have people dancing, singing, or shooting people to the music. And it's not like a musical where they're aware that the music is playing. Right. It's like the music is, is kind of making them react and they have no idea it's happening. Right, like that sounds weird, but everything okay. is visually designed, choreographed, edited to these tracks, and and like it is crazy intense. You don't think there are villains? Oh, some of the people you think are villains are not, and vice versa. And baby's story is good. No one knew Kevin Spacey was a villain. Oh man, <laughs> it's a good dramatic story for baby himself. But seeing him as the vehicle for this story is just the best way to bring you into it because. He is a great sympathetic character with a flaw that they'll describe in the movie. Who's, who's the actor again? Is Ansel Egor. That's right. And then the uh, his leading lady is... He went on to do be Han Solo, James. yes? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, that's Alden Third Reich. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, also, oh, no. the driving is... <laughs> if I get to get in trouble? Yeah, probably. Uh, the, the driving is all practically done, which is so cool. Like, the opening chase is awesome. A lot of fun. A lot and of fun. And then when things go bad, because things go bad in this movie... It, you feel a little bit of terror. Mm-hmm. And, oh man. It gets, it gets Jake, brutal near the end. Please watch this movie. You're going to have a great time. There is yeah, a mall. He said a, please. He did say please. I swear. I was just going to ask, but you're going to swear. fuzz. Ooh. <laughs> that this is a cool movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, even, there's a foot chase through the mall, which is thrilling to watch. You're off the show. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. You wouldn't, you wouldn't let me watch You've it. You've seen Shaun of the Dead, right? Shaun of the what? No. Yes, I've seen Shaun uh, of the Dead. Bacon Cell Proof, Jake's off the show. Off the show. <laughs> yeah. Finger no. boop. Finger boop. Finger boop. You can't figure boop over that. Off the show. So Baby Driver is my Until number Until you five. see these, then you can come back. Mm. My number four, I'm kind of cheating. It's two movies. But I'm just, I'll talk about Cheater. both briefly. I don't know if you guys have seen either one of these movies. They came out in 2011 and 2014. It is The Raid and The Raid 2. Have not seen those. Okay. But I know of them. You're gonna. So yeah, the, I know of them. The, uh, the raid and it's the raid colon redemption. It's the one about the bugs and the people need to spray them. Yeah, right? raid. Yeah. raid. I I've seen it at World's End. The World's End. Yeah, whatever. At World's End is it's actually Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean movie. Yeah, the one the one you wanted me to see. That's the one I saw. 
Okay, but I have more movies for you to take home. Okay, all right. Okay, so a SWAT team becomes trapped in a tenement run by a ruthless mobster and his army of killers and thugs. And it's basically one rookie cop going into this 18-story hotel run by all these mobsters and fighting oh this is the one that was every single person is it like there brazil or something no this is indonesia okay okay mm-hmm. yeah and it is this movie is the modern day martial arts masterpiece i've seen snippets of fights from this movie and, and they're impressive i would and brutal i would like you to watch this on clear play in in a way because this one is rated r because it is um pregnant women no, it is, it is straight up. There, there's some swearing on Keanu. There's a lot Reeves. of stabbing. There's a lot of stabbing and facial injuries. Hey. Ooh. There's one point. Uh, sorry, kids, but where they're <laughs> fighting and there's a broken door frame, oh and he picks up. I can't even say it. But one guy gets impelled to the face from a bro- broken wow. door frame, and it's you're watching it going. Oh Jacob my just gosh! Just dropped his drink because you said. Are you that. okay? I did. I caught it though. I watched the sequel last night, which goes further into. Uh, going into these these families these mobster families and he's working as like an undercover agent and there were so many cool looking like these things this are so all, beautifully shot uh, dubbed though right you can watch them dubbed or subtitled do you okay. prefer dubbed or do you prefer sub- subtitles all the time i need to hear their voices otherwise it's like i need to get that guy who is a cop in disguise Wait, we just read the script. That, that was Pacific Rim, right? <laughs> <laughs> that we didn't need, sound a little We need Pacific to Rim. cancel the apocalypse. We have to have two of us in this Jaeger for some reason. <laughs> it makes sense. Because there's think a that bonding makes sense. element. No, Watch the movie. There's a mythology. So this is directed by Gareth Evans, both of these movies. And I'm waiting for him to do a third movie because what he's done here, Jake, you need to watch this. Joel, find a way to watch this on Clear Play. Right. The Get Emily to get me. I know we said this. The choreography here is stunning the way they're shot i'm watching the sequel last night and i went oh my gosh oh my gosh and i do not react i'm by myself it got to the point where is that because the face impaling well there was more of that last night yeah, what God. was the other thing you were one like, guy the john wick one stuff, guy you were like there was, was a mongolian nice. grill part where he took a bad guy's face and and cooked it like on mongolian oh grill and i was like oh stop it stop it right now and my I TV, need to recommend this movie right now my Kids, playstation cover your eyes. my playstation has a voice <laughs> sensor like it will like i can turn it off basically with my voice and it was like started blinking it's like what do you want me to do because i started like <laughs> stop it stop it <laughs> this movie is incredible just watch it. There's like no slow motion. You see every punch. The car chases are incredible. Just all I can say is watch these two movies. Okay. Uh, if you've ever been a fan of Kung Fu, I felt like, okay, sorry, I'm going on now. Mm. But you know how dads are always known to like like cheesy 70s Kung Fu movies? Right. This is the one for the modern days. Okay. Great. For modern cheesy dads. Yes. Okay. Uh, my number four, I'm excited to say, is San Andreas starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, no, it's uh, I hesitate to say it, uh, not because it's a bad choice, but because I hesitate to say it. It's kick arse. Oh, okay. <laughs> you literally, <laughs> hesitate I literally hesitate to, to say, say it. it. That's how we refer to it on this show. Keep yeah. Family friendly. Uh, but this is one of those comic book adaptations. Once again, a superhero movie, but no one has superpowers. This is basically people dressing up as vigilantes mm-hmm. yeah. and having little to no experience. Well, some have little to no experience. Some have very much experience. Uh, here's the synopsis. Dave Lazuski is an unnoticed high school student and comic book fan who one day decides to become a superhero, even though he has no powers, training, or re- meaningful reason to do so. Uh, and this stars uh, Aaron Johnson, Nicolas Cage, Mark Strong, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Did I say girl? Uh, 
and this is directed by Matthew Vaughn, who did Kingsman, which I brought up on the comedy show. Mm-hmm. And we actually talked about Kick Arse a little bit on the last it's show. Similar as well. tone. Yes. But this one, I felt the reason I put it in action instead of comedy is because I felt like this one went a little darker at the end. Like the ending of Kingsman, I was laughing uproariously. The ending of Kick Arse, I was on the edge of my seat, like, what's going to happen? Like, this is brutal. There are some scenes in the middle, too, involving. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a hard R. Like, like how cryptic I'm trying yeah. to be. Yeah. Brutal violence, pervasive language, sexual content, nudity, drug use. Like it's, it's kind of got everything. Mm-hmm. And Kent's not going to agree with me on this, but I feel like it would have done better and maybe have been better if they would have tried to make it a PG-13. Keep the violence, maybe not make it as brutal. Nope. But I think, 0%. That, I think that I honestly think the vulgar language and the Nicholas Cage is, is shooting a 12-year-old girl. She's with wearing a bulletproof vest. vest. You cannot show that in a PG-13 movie. You can, because she's can't. okay. That's a kid in peril right there. No, mm-hmm. but she's not in peril because she has a bulletproof vest. No, it I'll talk to the MPA. Oh, I'll get it to work out. <laughs> we'll keep that scene in. Sure. But this was like a fresh take on the superhero genre. Like This is one where I'm like, okay, this is different. This is fun. And it's not just the movie either, because I, I actually own the copy, identity copy of this movie, because I really enjoyed it so much. But also the soundtrack. Yeah. This is a soundtrack that I've listened to many times. That's why it made crack my top five. Cause I'm like, this is a movie I've referenced and watched and listened to a number of times because I think it's just a well done superhero movie. And I feel bad that the, the general public didn't embrace it as much. This didn't do as well at the box office as many other movies. It a uh, budget of 28 million and it made 96 million. So it did, it did good. Yeah. But like it was one of those sleeper ones that I'm like, people don't really talk about it. And the sequel was trash. It's trash. Honestly. But there you go. So kick arse, as we call it here on Bacon Cell. Indeed. My number three is Rampage starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is there a running theme? Yeah, there of. definitely is now. <laughs> he had a lot of movies this past decade. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, no, since Kent decided to uh, combine two movies for his Raid and Raid 2 pick, mm-hmm. I decided to combine two movies for my number three. Except you didn't know he was doing it, but... Yeah, <laughs> but I decided to do it now. Okay. No, I actually, I had it on here as two movies, so I'm glad you did that. So I have an excuse to put Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame as my number three. Oh, okay. Because this really is one long story told in two parts. Both movies cannot stand on their own, but if you put them together, it is an amazing epic tale bringing so many different parts together from 20 movies that came before it. And even though Ken has strong feelings about Marvel and the Marvel Universe, Indeed. I have to give respect to what they did with these movies because they brought together a Marvel Cinematic Universe into one movie. Do you see Infinity War as the more action-oriented movie, though? I actually rated uh, Endgame higher because of... Score-wise? The emotion... Yeah. Uh, is it kind of like a Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2? Yeah. Where one is the action movie, two is the... Yeah, yeah a little more one. drama into yeah. it. Yes, exactly. Sure. Uh, by the way, if you want the synopsis, uh, Infinity War, Thanos wants the stones. Endgame, what happens after Thanos used the stones? There you go. There's the synopsis. Yes. Uh, star- starring everybody. And <laughs> this one was yeah. funny, too, because, I mean, the box office, you look at it, and these are expensive movies to make. Like, they're $300, 400000000 million dollars. But then they all both raked in over $2 billion. Avengers Endgame being at the time of this recording, the highest grossing movie of all time. Uh, rate, I don't know. Charlie's Angels might beat it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rated, Too soon? Rated, a little bit. Oh, no. No, yeah. not at all. Uh, rated PG-13 for uh, snapping and dusting. Uh, <laughs> now, this was a good part in Legally Blunt. <laughs> Is but, that like a drug that we don't know about? Yeah. I wanted to put, uh, I, I wanted to put Avengers kind of earlier in the list, mm-hmm. the original Avengers, because then we got a glimpse of Thanos and what the universe could be. And it was an experiment back then. 
But then I think they saw that experiment worked and they combined them obviously in Winter Soldier and Civil War. Like they had those kind of team ups. Right. And they get to this one and it was all the moving parts coming together and it could have been a horrible, horrible mess. It really could have. But they managed to pull it off in a way that was satisfying to the fans and tolerable to the Kents. And yeah. I think that's yeah. what makes it impressive. Accurate. So I wanted to give some respect here for what I consider to be one of the greatest action superhero experiments. Ensembles, for sure. Yeah, like of the, of the action ensembles. I'd say ever. The, the greatest superhero experiment ever because they were able to be like, here's these properties. Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. No one cared. No one knew. And now they are mainstream. Iron Man was a B-lister, and now he's mainstream. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, obviously last. That was 2008. Sure, sure. But I just have to, I had to show respect to this movie, even though I'm going to get the Wrath of Kemp, and I'm going to be off the show too soon, Jacob. Oh, no, I won't let you off. I remember I'm being I'm nice nicer to you than the show. Are. Yes, I, I remember. Yeah, I right? remember. We're being yeah, nice to you. You asked for it. I'll be nice. <laughs> just kind of me. <laughs> but I kind of took off. Jake, you're off the show. I got kicked off the show. <laughs> Listen. I kind of took off the Jaeger gloves for Pacific Rim, though, and so I was worried about bringing this nah, up. it's okay. But you were looking at me with your, okay, okay, this look. Is, there's a lot of Marvel here, but that's okay. <laughs> there's a lot of Marvel in the past 10 years. It's a okay. That's all, that's all akin's top three. 24 so movies. My number three has kind of been mentioned, and I'm cheating again. It's three movies. It's John Wick, one, two, and three, I Parabellum. I'm glad. I'm glad you included those. I have to. Why one, two, three, Parabellum? Well, number three is called Parabellum for some reason. <laughs> yeah. There's that one. kind of weird. It's chapter two. Doesn't two? It no, have and then chapter three, oh. Parabellum. We've talked about this already, but what these directors do, they are stunt I coordinators. I noticed, by the way, that you were so quiet during my job week discussion. Oh, I'm like, course. oh, he's going to bring yeah. that up later. Honestly, and I don't want to spend too much gonna... time, but they bring so much clarity, fluidity to every single move in this movie, whether it's a gun, a car, mm-hmm. A motorcycle, a book, a horse, a pencil. <laughs> pencil. <laughs> the horse exactly. Uh, everything is beautiful in this one. And it really, it kind of feels like, like you were saying, like an opera mm-hmm. in a way, uh, a ballet performance. Something I didn't bring up when yeah. I talked about it, and I hope you will, is that I forgot to mention the world building. So that's what I was going to yeah. say. That's yes. the only thing we haven't mentioned. In the first one, they kind of go, yeah, there's a hotel where you're not supposed to hurt other hitmen, but sometimes people do and they get in trouble. And then the second one, they're like, oh, okay, so there's, uh, there's, a, there's more in the world. There's more hotels. In fact, they are all connected, and they can put hits out on the hitmen that do bad things. Mm-hmm. And number three, they're like, there's like a presiding society of yeah. hitmen. Yeah. The table. And so it, John Wick, who is retired at the beginning of the first one, mm-hmm. he's out of this world. In fact, he's out of this world. <laughs> there shouldn't even be a John Wick. But like Joel said, it's a glorified country song and he's brought into the world. And thank goodness, because we have three action masterpieces, which have redefined not only the vigilante um, genre, but action movies and gunplay in action movies. Because he's really talented. Keanu Reeves, like you see him doing yes. these trainings with guns and, and on a course and stuff like that. And you're yes. like, the dude can actually handle his own. And, and I'm right yeah. there with you. I, I like three more than two, actually, but mm-hmm. both sequels are inferior to what, the first one. What I wish... And this this isn't really a spoiler, but these movies take place in very close proximity yes. to one another. Basically, like immediate. one right after the other. He's Superman, basically. And I'm like, I want him to have time to heal from that he knife doesn't. wound. And he doesn't. He stitches himself up. He's like, good well, to go. And by the end of the third one, it's like, are you alive? Yes. <laughs> and how? Yeah. But there is, there, it feels like even though there's not much story in any of these ones. Have they announced a fourth? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like it comes out in two years, yes. Oh, okay. okay. In two I, I knew that they, short years. Wow. It's crazy. And these movies make money. They're not like smash successes, but a couple hundred million dollars. Yeah, they all get their money back. They're good to go. And then some. So, yeah, beautiful I mean, movies. Good choice. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, John Wick. If you're good, if you're in the mood for a good old fashioned action movie where the the good guy is just good at what he does, yes, watch John Wick. Well, the revenge guy. Yeah. So I'm going to give the synopsis of my number two first, and you tell me which one it is. Ethan Hunt and his IMF team, <laughs> along with some familiar allies, race against time after a mission goes wrong. Ooh, is this one where he's disavowed? Yeah, mm, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Is this You're, the one where I'm his boss him. is killed? Yes. Ooh, okay. 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 Wait, do they use masks in this one? Correct. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> uh, can, can I make a guess? An official guess? Yes. And I have to say it's because of Henry Cavill's in it. Is it Ghost Protocol? No, uh, not bro- no, no, Fallout. Okay. Fallout. Sorry. Fallout. <laughs> fallout. <laughs> You're off the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fallout. Granted, the I'm, most the most recent Mission Impossible. Yes. So six? Ghost Protocol came out in 2011, Rogue Nation 2015, and then Fallout 2018. And you're only giving reference to. I'm Fallout. giving reference to all three. These yeah, things have really, and granted, I'm saying this for every single movie here, <laughs> but they have redefined action. Because you had Mission Impossible, and again, and again, and again, and again. again. Mission Impossible Three did something really amazing with this series and made people care again. But these ones went, hey. Tom Cruise is willing to do anything to entertain you people. You want him on a plane? Yep. He's on the side of a plane. Yeah. You want him almost drowning? He's almost drowning. You want him to run yep. down the side of a building? He'll do it. Yep. The tallest so, building in the world? In this one, he learned how to fly a helicopter and get to the point where it could nearly just about crash. That's what they had him do in this movie. He did like 50 helo jumps out of an airplane. Yeah. That's and a, perfectly choreographed to get the best landing and to get shot, the right meaning with the camera, the yeah. right way. Confession? Yes. I get them all mixed up in my head. I feel bad, but I it's binged, true. Well, obviously, I, like, we talked about last how they're summer, all so similar. Last yeah. summer, like I binged them all in a row, and it's it's like it helped a lot. I, I have to be reminded. I'll, like, I'll cra- tell you what separates. If it. you tell me the crazy stunt per movie, I can kind of yes. get an idea for it. It's but. the stunts, and it's Ilsa, Ilsa Faust, who shows up in Rogue Nation for the first time. Which one's Rogue Nation? Rogue Nation is uh, the 2015 one. What's the crazy stunt? <laughs> That's where he's saying <laughs> not the side of a plane. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. And he goes into the underwater where he has to hold his breath. Yes. Oh my gosh, that scene. Which he really held his breath for. He really did. Yeah, he and trained to like Have you for tried like to hold minutes. your breath during that scene? I tried. Yeah, for what, 22 <laughs> seconds? <laughs> it didn't make it. The popcorn spit out of my mouth. <laughs> like, he broke his leg jumping from building to building in this most recent movie. After all the crazy things he does, it's from jumping no, three no, feet. No, no, but it was, a, it was a scary stunt. It was. How old is he now? 56, I think. Like, is he hit? He In fact, hit he should have probably died 15 times. Like, he's like the, the American Jackie Chan. 57 years old. Mm. He's 57 Seven. years old. And guess what? Chris McQuarrie, who's taken over directing duties, Brad Bird did um, Ghost Protocol in 2011. Which was Ghost Protocol? That was. What's that was, the crazy stunt? That's the Dubai one. That's yes. the tallest building. Yeah. Climbing yeah, yeah, outside yeah. the uh-huh. tallest building. Okay. And so Chris McQuarrie. Which is really where the stunt thing started taking off. Yes. For him, yeah. He's directed these most recent two, and he's going to do the next two back to back. And so Tom Cruise That's will be right, about yeah. 60 when What's these the crazy stunt for Fallout? I know Henry Cavill's in it, but I'm trying to remember the crazy stunt. Every single crazy stunt. Uh, so it's the helicopter. It is... When he's hanging from it. That's right. He falls down. That's right. Oh, so he's dangling from the cliff. Uh, That's Mission Impossible 2. Goes from rooftops, uh, plummets from an airplane, and drives a motorcycle... The halo jump. ...the wrong way through traffic in, in Paris. Okay. That's, that's all Fallout. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. These movies, they get me. And it's nonstop action to the point where it's exhausting, but that's okay. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> Honestly, Fallout and John Wick 3 get to a point where you're like, it's about 15 minutes too much of action here. Yeah. But I'm into it. It's okay. great. And, and you think some action movies should just be white noise. They sh- you, you could watch them in the background. It's fine. You can hear a punch or kick thrown. But these movies, there is art to them. And it's it's the writing and it's the editing, it's the pacing, it it's all the just Henry works. Cavill. It's and the it's Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill's mustache. 
Oh, the boy. mustache that's ruined Justice League. Oh man, that's your number. I'll two. take it. This should be so much swearing. better than Justice League. I should have had you swearing on that the whole time. I swear <laughs> on Henry Cavill's mustache. <laughs> I love this movie. Uh, and that was your number two. Number two. <laughs> number two. Hmm. I know number one. I'm intrigued. Do you? Yeah, I just I figured it out because a new Mission Impossible would be up there, but yeah, oh, I just figured man, it now out. I'm trying to figure it out myself. But Joel, I really don't know yours. Uh, I, no. I mean, I have one guess, and I'm like, oh man, Kent's going to be so mad. My number two <laughs> is Skyscraper, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I knew that one was coming next. Uh, <laughs> that movie, it's probably the worst one. Uh, so no, my number two is not only a superhero movie; it's also a Spider-Man movie. It's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. Wait, this, this is the animated one. Yeah. Okay. So teen, teen Miles Morales becomes Spider-Man of his reality, crossing his path with five counterparts from other dimensions to stop a threat for all realities. I guess this fits, but that seems like a really uh, a surprising choice for like action. an animated action movie. Animated, yeah, yeah. So this was one where, once again, I, don't, I, I have a thing where I'm like, oh my gosh, they're rebooting this again, and I get so folding my arms, like mm, grouchy. I don't want to see you. Know, you wish we did, and then you put it in your top ten. Do you wish we did an animated list? Kind of. He just wish he had a Spider-Man list. Yeah, <laughs> he does. If there was this more Spider-Man movies, that's Spider-Man all that would be show. in the top ten. Oh wait. We already did a Spider-Man show. Indeed. But I actually texted Kent not too long ago. I don't know if you remember this. But I said, Kent, because the longest time you have I said Spider-Man 2 is our favorite Spider-Man movie. And I texted Kent. And I said, I have to tell you, I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is my new favorite Spider-Man movie. And then Kent was like, it's swear on Henry Cavill's mustache. <laughs> it's kind of like when my daughter said Frozen 2 is the best he movie just ever said, <laughs> He texted me and said, you're off the show. I did. Yeah. Uh, no, this is one where I, I, once again, didn't really care for it. I, we didn't need another Spider-Man movie. But then this movie plays on that. The fact that we have had so many spider movies and they're like, yeah, you know what? We're going to utilize that, make reference to that, and then bring in other Spider-Men and, and other characters. progress everything. Yeah. And, and the, I don't know. I, I, I hesitate to bring this up, but I was worried that this could be one of those kind of like... Sony still trying to cash in on their property? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just one where like, we just need another cash in. Hey, how about we mix up the characters? Let's, you know, like they do gender swaps sometimes. Right. Miles Morales. Miles Morales. He's different. He's not Peter Parker, but it made it work. Like the relationship between Miles Morales and it, other... It didn't and, only make it work. It made me want to see only that from now on. And Peter B. Parker. Yeah. I loved his yeah. storyline. I, I loved Nicolas Cage. It's hilarious. I even like Spider-Ham. Ugh. Uh, John Mulaney, I thought was funny in that. But, and then the animation is superb Mm -hmm. it's because it's not traditional animation it looks like you're watching a comic book and it just makes it feel that much different i like the voice acting i i I thought that overall this was one of those movies and i know this is going to be very typical of me i get emotional every stupid (laughs) time i watch this movie and i've shown this at what part yeah what what makes you emotional oh oh, there's so many parts (laughs) Um, when Spider-Ham gives him the hammer and he says, it's in his pocket. Stop it. <laughs> no, it, there are literally parts in this that get me emotional. And I, I, I've showed I can't this, think of any. Because you guys don't have hearts. But can you just set up a camera in your TV room <laughs> so we where can we can, it just turns on kind of like when you see oh it, like gosh. a ring doorbell thing. This would be great when you start content. crying. And we have like the movie and your face the whole I'll time. I just want riff tracks, but it's you crying, Joel. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I want that. Make that happen. It's not, I'm not to cry loud. It's one of those things where I start getting like, you're not allowed to well, cry. You're a private crier. It's like the eyes start to well up and I'm like, don't look over at me. But I've shown this. I, I, I mean, it's PG. I've shown this to my kids. I've shown this to adults enjoy it. I've put this on in a random group. And Ken, you know you know the fear of this. Jacob, maybe do too. But when you put on a movie for mixed company, when it's like people of varying tastes and ages, yeah, sure. and you're like, is this going to appeal to everyone? Is someone going to hate this? And then you put it on. And then you're like, I should not put Man of Steel on right now. <laughs> but then I put this on and everyone was engaged. Everyone was enjoying it. And at the end, everyone liked it. And I went, I love this movie. Yeah. I bought it. That's very accessible. I, this is one of the yeah. few movies yeah. I own on this list. And I have watched multiple times. When I first watched this, as you know, 
I don't give things five stars on first viewings. Right. So it got four and a half. It is now a five star. Hey, movie. I actually don't like the nice. end of the movie. Really? The end fight was just oh, I ridiculous. It. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But thank you for bringing that up right after I say I love this movie. That's five stars. <laughs> Didn't deserve it. You like your thing? <laughs> Had the whole time to bash it's on it. I, I do but love it. As soon as I bear my testimony. I love the movie. I gave it best film of the year last year for the UFC. You did. You yeah. did. All right. That's my number two. Number Should we get into some two. honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. How many do you have, Kent? Because I have a lot. Only like 12. That's about how many I have. Okay. I'll just run through mine real quick. That's uh, a lot. And hopefully you guys won't dwell on them too much. I mentioned Catching Fire from The Hunger Games before, but... Oh, I, I skipped one. Sorry. Oh, I have a guess. Rio? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> it's not an action movie. Rio's in there. Uh, 2012, I gave it to Jack Reacher, actually, an honorable mention. Surprising. It wasn't John Wick, but I was like, oh, that was kind yeah, of fun. The, the first one's pretty good. Uh, Catching Fire, I mentioned Oblivion, Snowpiercer, Guardians of the Galaxy got an honorable mention. Snowpiercer. Uh, from 2015, Rogue Nation, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation got an honorable mention. 2016, Captain America Civil War and The Accountant. Uh, 2017, Baby Driver and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. The Accountant was pretty interesting, actually. Yeah. 2018, Ready Player One. 2019, Spider-Man Far From Home and Shazam. So those Spider-Man. are my dimensions. Yep. I have Dread, which is kind of the Raid reboot, essentially. Have you guys seen Dread, the new one? I didn't no. like Dread, so you just made me not want to watch the Raid. Yeah, no, the Raid is cooler. But I like Dread, too. You didn't mm-hmm. like the, the you didn't like Dread or the style or anything? I, I like the style, but I was just not a fan it's of the It's so movie. much violence. I, I just like that it's an isolated story. Uh, I also so have... So much what? It's an isolated story. Oh, violence. Ah, uh, Rise, Dawn, and War of the Planet of the Apes. Man from UNCLE. Uh, so Man from Uncle. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, go ahead. No, yeah. Sorry. Okay, you good? Yeah, I was just uh, trying to think of which Planet of the Apes movie you did not mention. X Men: Days of Future Past. Dark Knight Rises. Good choice. Which didn't make my top ten. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Logan, The Accountant, which almost made my top the ten. The Accountant for you too. Huh? Yeah, wait, I love The Accountant. Wait, wait. Oh my gosh, that was my guess. Hmm. My guess was Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I know. For his number one? For his Remember number how one. I said Man no, of Steel no, 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 is no. the I've, only comic book it. movie? Jack Reacher, Olympus Has Fallen, Hannah, Fast Five. Wow. Fast Five. The Expendables 2. Wait, Hannah? Really? What? I love The Expendables 2. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme plays Villain. Yeah, the villain. <laughs> Looper, Skyfall, and Oblivion. Those okay. are my honorable mentions. We had some common ones in there. No, this is, those are good honorable mentions. My number one? Oh, ooh, yeah. Jacob, you want to take a guess? Is oh. the most dynamic action yes, movie released in the longest time. What the heck is it going to be? You really don't know? Did I Have I mentioned it? Yes. I did. Okay, hold on. I'm looking. Is it Ready Player One? No. Oh. No. <laughs> is Are we really playing this is game? It's a poor audience. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll give up. The most dynamic and strangely beautiful movies. What oh, I, I know what it is. You know what it's it Mad is. It's Mad Max Fury Road. Of oh, course yeah, yeah, it's yeah, Mad yeah, Max yeah. Fury Road. Okay. There's something to Fury Road. There's everything about Fury Road. When I mentioned this in my summer movie preview back in 2015, I was like, guys, I'm excited about a Mad Max movie, which is 25 years too late, maybe 30 some odd years too late, that George Miller was, you know, he's... He's like 77 when he made it. Yeah, right? And he has made a lot of strange movies, including two Happy Feet movies. I said, (laughs) why bother? But this looks like a two-hour car chase, and I think that's what he's going to do right. And I remember you guys were like, a two-hour car chase, that sounds terrible. I said, you know what? It may be, but let's just give it a shot. This movie is stunning. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I'd call it beautiful. It's beautiful. Which is weird to call for a tra- car chase movie. But you, it's you talked about the practical effects. So the editor of this movie had 470 hours of footage to edit. It took her <laughs> three months to watch this footage. Wow. To cut it all together. Tom Hardy's Mac Rokitensky 
only had 52 lines in this movie. He's like a side character yeah. in his own movie. Yeah. It starts with yeah. his mythology and his madness, if you will, but then becomes something else, something that the audience wants more of. George Miller needs to make another movie like right now. In fact, uh, Charlize Theron said that they will probably make a prequel for Furiosa. Is he alive still? Yeah, he still, he still <laughs> is. Well, he better hurry. It could happen any minute. But I'm watching this movie going, wow, I'm really watching a car chase movie. The very first time I saw it, I said, yeah, the practical effects are cool. And, wow, and the set pieces are really cool. And then you, you hear drums and you're like, wow, there's war music. And this is so awesome. And the everyone's trying to get to Valhalla. And then all of a sudden you see the Doof Warrior playing a flaming electric guitar. Well, it's, don't say a flaming guitar. It's an electric guitar that shoots flames shoots out of it. It's not just on fire. Flames. And then mm. a guy He's playing the war drums on part, on part of this truck. And I'm going, unbelievable. You're like, How? I haven't seen anything like this since Babe. <laughs> Pig in the city. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even the first Babe. Oh, it wasn't. Yeah. There, there's no reason this movie should exist. But it's a blessing. It is a blessing that it does. <laughs> It truly is. This uh, is the best car, the what best is, car what, choreography. What was that ever been put joke you had earlier? What, oh, who's been swearing on everything? <laughs> Wait, wasn't didn't Jacob say something was a blessing from before? Oh, it was the freestyle machine. That oh was yeah, it. no, that's true. I, I stand by that. I swear on freestyle machines <laughs> that this is a modern masterpiece. It was nominated for best picture. Mad Max Fury Road nominated yeah. for best picture. It did win six Oscars. What that did it year. lose to that year? Anything. Because it didn't, it didn't something win. terrible. Probably yeah, spotlight. There wasn't anything. No, it <laughs> was the year terrible. after spotlight. Spotlight. It was spotlight. Okay, it was spotlight. That's right. Good movie, but man, definitely not a best picture winner. <laughs> Fury Road, incredible. I'll never forget this movie. I love it so much. Yeah, it made my list. Yeah, yeah, as it should have. Yeah. Or can I guess yours? I'll tell you. It's Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> Actually, I thought I had yours and you mentioned your honorable mentions. So, All right, Ken, you want to guess mine? Yep, I do because it's been mentioned. It has. We're going to continue the tradition of you scooping my number one. It is Rogue Nation. What? No. It's not Mission Impossible Rogue Nation? No. And what is it? It's confused by Mission Impossible. Ken, yeah, it's If you not didn't that. notice, I only had one Mission Impossible in my honorable mentions was Rogue Nation. So, but you have said it. It was on your oh, list. Oh, it's Pacific Rim, clearly. No, oh, Pacific Rim. It's nice choice. Rim. Is it Edge of Tomorrow? It is. Oh, oh cool. Yeah, Live, die, repeat, choice. Edge of Tomorrow. That's a good choice. This is probably one, uh, this one in Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, I've watched a lot of times after the first time, and I've shown it to multiple people afterwards being like, you got to see this. Um, but this one, like you said, it's Groundhog Day, but Me done Taylor. in a different way. And so you get these amazing action sequences. You mm -hmm. get these very funny comedic moments. You get some serious drama. You get basically everything you want in an action movie, you get in this movie. And like you said, it's Tom yeah. Cruise playing against type. Yes. He's this kind of... A coward. Yeah, he's a coward who doesn't want to fight, but he keeps getting thrown into it. And then he, like Groundhog Day, and this isn't really a spoiler because, you know, it's kind of how movies work. He grows. He learns. He changes through the course of the movie and you get to watch it happen. And then Emily Blunt is so believable as this amazing warrior. Like I watched her and I'm like, I'm totally on She's board. She's the hero of the story. I would, I would yeah. follow her into war at right. this point. And I really enjoyed it. And it was one of those movies that I don't know why it didn't do better at the box office. I only budget is 170, 178 million. Wow. Made 370 million. And that's a big budget for that. Yeah, well, I mean, you think about all the effects they had to put in. Because the creatures, right. they're these unique-looking creatures. Did they not market it well? I mean, that's no. a huge budget. That's the thing. They botched the marketing. I watched the trailer for this one just to kind of get prepped for the show. And I was watching it going, 
this is a bad trailer. Like it's like this kind of heavy, slow music behind it and slow motion sequences and making it look like this kind of And the soldier suits did not look super cool either. No. Clunky. No, they should have played this up as what it is, which is kind of the action comedy. Mm, I shouldn't say action comedy. It's an action movie with bits of comedy, like add in those little, you know, funny moments or even just talked about the time element, time jumping element yeah. a little bit more. Now, this movie is one that, I mean, it's PG-13. It's very accessible. Minor sequences. I mean, there's violence in it, but it's all kind of done comedically. But really, this is a fun movie to see. It is. And I worry because they called it Edge of Tomorrow when it first was released, then released it as Live, Die, Repeat. And now it's Live, Die, Repeat, colon, Edge of Tomorrow. So weird. They don't know what to do. They didn't know how to market this yeah. movie, but I'm marketing it to you now. This is one of the funnest movies I've seen in the last decade. And I would say probably ever where I went, this caught me completely off guard. And yeah. I love it. Golden question. I agree. Yeah. Do you want it to stand alone or have a sequel? I want mm. it to stand alone. Really? Okay. I get worried whenever they talk about sequel and I feel like it's just going to kind of water down what so happened. I would say that, except I think Tom Cruise has somehow learned through these decades in Hollywood whether it can work or not. I think I trust him. If it has a sequel, I think it's because he's figured out a way to, to justify it. Jack Reacher too. I take it all back. <laughs> <laughs> I like one movie in the span of 40 years. Tom Cruise doesn't, I mean, well, oh, geez. I was just said Tom Cruise doesn't really do sequels. I remember Mission Impossible. Uh, but he does have a good job of picking them. I agree. Yeah. But yeah Jack just, Reacher too. You're right. That was not, it, it was, wasn't good. But this like is really, if you haven't seen Edge Tomorrow, I highly recommend going out to watch it. I don't even know where it's available, but I'm sure it's available everywhere. Yeah. Streaming. I mean, not for free, but right. <laughs> available for, for streaming. I want to check Netflix right now to see if it's there. <laughs> all good choices. Uh, please watch all of these movies if you okay. haven't yet. Do you want to run through your top 10 once again? Yes. My top 10 is Man of Steel, Sicario, Upgrade, Pacific Rim, Edge of Tomorrow, Baby Driver, The Raid Redemption, John Wick, 1, 2, and 3, Mission Impossible, and Mad Max Fury Road. And my 10 are The Hunger Games, Marvel's The Avengers, Attack the Block, John Wick, Mad Max Fury Road, Spider-Man Homecoming, Kick-Arse, Avengers Infinity War slash Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and Live, Die, Repeat, colon, Edge of Tomorrow. Love it. And if, if there are movies that we've forgotten about or just simply, you know, didn't mention, didn't talk about enough, let us know. Yeah, we may be saving them for our drama show, yes. but maybe we forgot them. Um, so let us know on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if it's a Luminaria post, make sure to like and comment in order to be entered to win. Yep, exactly. There's going to be a lot of winners. Make sure you go and take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah. And we would like to thank our patrons. Uh, the I Am The Listener category. It's Terry Finley, A More Civilized Podcast, Stephen Ross, Adrian Gray, Chris Drought, Braden Winterton, Spencer Larson, Crew Dutler, Infendo Radio, Steve Peacock, Colton Cook, and Jennifer Kielkowski. Also from our Bacon Council, Nicole D. Hale. Chris Anderson, Ryan Farron, Mots, Moodrow, <laughs> and Reverse Listener. Thank you so much for being patrons. We really do appreciate You're it. You're the best. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers and find Bacon Sale on Twitter and on Instagram at Bacon Sale. If you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash bacon sale. This is a fantastic time to join. There's lots of giveaways that are happening right now and more cool things to come. In fact, right now you'll get 
more than double better chances to join, to get some Luminaria uh, tickets. And we also, if you listen to the last baking bit, we're giving away some cool local spicy fudge uh, for people. <laughs> if you haven't listened, <laughs> then this will sound cool. Well, there is a peppermint version, a peppermint flavor. So uh, yeah, you'll be able to get a better chance to win that if you're a Patreon as well. There's lots of really, really cool perks. Come check it out. We'd love to have you join our team. Perfect. And so until next time, you will ride eternal, shiny, and chrome. That was amazing. Oh, you guys did some really good sound effects. We uh, practiced. <laughs> did you? <laughs> no. Hey, Kent, you're editing this now. You uh, have to cut this whole part uh, out now. Hi, Kent, you're editing this. Drink Hi, break. Mm. Hello. Mm. Tell me how smart I am. Kent, you have fabulous orange hair. Clark Kent is Superman. <gasps> this is Bang Bang Explosion. This is my only superhero choice on my entire list. <gasps> Sound check with your bad self. What about my good self? Nope, just your bad self. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> devil. <laughs> he said. Angel. Love Same it. thing with Calavan. Joel secretly likes it. No. no. He does like it. He loves it. These kids are going to die. It took me years, but I forgave you. Because I know how you two both judge me. Yeah, it's true. So uh, we don't mean to. My number nine. I, I is totally mean to. Hulk re- smash, bang, bang. Yes, Hulk smash, bang, bang. It's an alien brother. Believe it. <laughs> I've liked all your choices. Okay. Why did your voice crack when you said that? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't behind it. I did not swear on anything. It's not uncomfortable. It is nice. When I asked my dad about life, you just let me watch Lethal Weapon and Mad Max. Satisfying to the fans. And tolerable to the kids. But you were looking at me with your, okay, okay, look. There's a lot of marble here, but that's okay. (laughs) And on the Bible, I wish they had. Wearing your orange hair. It's, I swear on my orange hair. (laughs) I love it. Do you mean it? I do. Swear on quick wits. Yep. Swear on your mother. Wow. I swear on something you'd like me to swear on, Jim. No, no swearing. (laughs) Uh, No, Cruz. I swear on Cruz. No. Swear on John Wick. I swear... On Gypsy Danger, please. I swear. I was just going to ask what <laughs> you're going to swear. Fuzz. Ooh. I swear on freestyle machines. <laughs> I swear <laughs> on Henry Cavill's mustache. <laughs> Had the whole time to bash it's on it. it. I, I do. But as soon as I bear my testimony, I, this is clearly not your table vomit, Joel, because <laughs> this is my kind of table vomit. <laughs>